You're listening to DraftKings Network. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Close the door. Yeah, let's close the door. Close the door. I don't think people are ready for a little Teddy, Teddy Pendergrass. Well, I was going to say, I want you to continue that wherever oh. you were doing right there. I mean, where you do like a turn off the lights. Yeah. That's and funny. close the door. What's the song? Tony, you didn't leave? Bobby. Right. <laughs> no. Who's talking? Yeah. That's Lewis. Where's Lewis? I sent him home. Was he here today? Yeah, I got sent home. Uh, <laughs> I behaved better. After, after yesterday's appearance from him, what happened? I was yesterday? like, you know what? I missed it. Everything wrong happened. So I was like, you know what, bud? Just stay what home. What happened? Yeah, me and Chris Everything missed. wrong. Everything the wrong. The computer crashed, I think. Oh, no. Things just went horribly wrong, and it was all Lewis's fault. So I was like, you know what? Stay I had the worst there. professional day of my entire career. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. You know how the video team doesn't get days like days of the week off? Mm. I, I gave Lewis this one. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Just work from home today. I don't want to see you. It wasn't and it's funny because I worked yeah. better from home today. Everything was more efficient. Metal Arc Unlimited PTO, though, yeah. Chris. Love you know it. that. Love it. Well, I'm taking advantage I of thought that maybe big he, time. I thought maybe... Lewis was building another keyboard and there was like an M on sale somewhere. <laughs> He's like, I gotta stay home today. Mm. There's an eBay thing. It ends at noon and I gotta get this M. That was mildly funny. Mildly I gotta funny. get this M. <laughs> There's a good M on the market. Have we talked about when you uh, when you tried to get into Lewis's computer and you had to figure out I what yes. Japanese, what dash for, and the Japanese is? Yes, I told him, <laughs> Mick, I ain't the, because I was looking. <laughs> what he shit on me, basically. Yeah, basically. Because we needed to do something really important. And for some reason, Lewis's computer is the only one that I can get into to do it. So I'm looking for the password and I'm looking for the dash. And I don't know if you've ever seen Lewis's computer. I'm going to show you guys. Hold on. Well, we're on a podcast. Yeah, we're on a. So this isn't a visual medium, but for the we'll people describe that are in yeah, the room. people in the room. Yeah, people that are in the room, we'll so they can describe it. Hold on. Yeah, I thought it was like a computer or a keyboard that was like for video Ooh, editing. Okay, so it's purple, it's blue, it's got some pink keys. Yeah, it's very. What's pretty. the rose button? The rose is the dash. The oh, rose is go. the dash. Correct. Correct. The dash. For wow. Yeah. The issue Correct. is that all the characters are in Japanese. So as oh. I was looking for, no, they're they're in both. They're both English and in Japanese. I was Japanese. gonna say I see an A on there. Yes, yeah. but they're yeah, they're it, definitely it's, the second okay, keys so are in both. Japanese. It's your bog standard QWERTY keyboard, except for the Pardon? you know what QWERTY keyboard. Correct, what correct. Did you just say bog standard QWERTY keyboard. Yeah, it's your bog. It's your bog standard QWERTY oh. keyboard. Yeah, yeah. it's a QWERTY keyboard. It's a QWERTY keyboard. Right. Yeah, you're right. Do this correct. stuff. You do what? it. What? That's what, what it's called. Though. That's what it's called. So much, Woody. Wanna? No, you're doing it right, Woody. You. Actually, you know what, Woody. Let's make a truce because I got Monopoly bid for Christmas. Wait, what which is, is that? The Monopoly deal spinoff game, Monopoly bid. Okay. And I opened my Christmas presents last night, and I opened it. So now we have to learn how to play Monopoly. Wait, you bid. opened all your Christmas presents last ah, night? The old delayed Christmas. Yep. Wow. Bid, am get? I right? Uh, I got Monopoly bid. I was really, I'm really That's excited it. about okay, it. Got I got a Steelers one. wall calendar. Okay. Why did you wait? Yuck. 
Uh, so because of COVID, Christmas got canceled yeah. and then delayed and then ah, canceled COVID. again. Our our backup Christmas also got canceled. Wow. So Your Christmas. I never had Christmas, and my parents just shipped all my gifts to me, and I got them last night. So I got Monopoly bid. Seems like Monopoly has a monopoly on games. Give me some witty. Yeah, it's good stuff. They, they don't though. There's good like a stuff. lot of types of games. I know. I'm just saying they. Wait, a, a, a monopoly on games or yeah. they have a monopoly? You fisted on... him already. It's over. Yeah, you already gave him the dub. I'm him. saying they have a monopoly. Yeah. They're on not Jessica's just Jessica's entertainment. It's not just monopoly. It's monopoly. This. Monopoly it is the that. only game I play. They have a monopoly on my interest. That's what they perhaps. have. There it is. Mm, there you go. We got there. Mm. Fist him again. Yeah. I thought the Steelers wall calendar was interesting Fist though him. because Ben Roethlisberger was the was the January mm. picture, and I figured it's because they don't think he'll be on the team in February. What month Definitely. would you Boswell guys want to be? be on it? If you guys are going to be on a calendar, August, July. July. I think you're picking your birth month, right? Like that's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, let's exclude the birth month. You're just picking a month that you want to represent. December. Man, I love. Yeah. What's the hottest month? July. Uh, that one. <laughs> Mike, Cody, I have you as a Mike is in the room. He could very easily turn on Mike and said he's just feeding Chris lines. <laughs> That a good I'm like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> You're not reading. Mike could have said you. anything there. Anything. <laughs> Literally anything. Yeah, like fist me, which is... Well, no, he came no, that, one, by that one came from the dome. <laughs> yeah, that one came straight from his heart. <laughs> that one's always funny. That's a good one, yeah. The fist me is always funny. Yeah. Welcome hits. to Mystery yeah. Craig. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Dan when you sign up. That's right. Must be 15, 18 year olds or older. Indiana, yeah, Pennsylvania. We don't have to do the disclaimer for that one. We don't have to do the disclaimer for the liner. I did the disclaimer on the the last DraftKings ad. Fucking nailed it. I nailed it. Crushed the shit out of that disclaimer. I nailed it. Thank yeah. you, Woody. I, was, I appreciate I, that. I was, I was editing that. I was like, that's the standard I wish to reach with reading disclaimers. I did my mm. F1 minute speed reading voice. Crushed it. Well done. Thank you. Chris, by the way, after after we're done with this, we have to record some uh, commercials with you. Who just cleared Lewis, their voice? Lewis, why are you clearing your oh, voice into the... I didn't even know I didn't even know was still here, turn dude. Your microphone I didn't even know off. I, I said five. Get out of here. Mute your mic if you're going to call Jesus up into it. Christ. I didn't know that I was still get, on. Get out. Get out. So what's on Mystery Crate this week? I'm glad you asked. Woody, tell him. <laughs> Tony, you can't say I'm glad you asked. Hang on, before we get to it, um, I have I have a, a proposition I need to bring, Ooh, bring to I the group. I love propositions. Love so, uh, Hypothetical or real? No, this is a real one. Ooh, even better. So a little over a month ago, the lads that run the Mark Lightfield milkshake stand God bless them. came in and made milkshakes for us. It was delightful. I wasn't there that day, but go on. We have been offered... The really? chance mm -hmm. to create a specialty milkshake. Oh my god! For Mark Lightfield. Oh my god! We have to come up with a name and ingredients. Oh my god! For a, for a milkshake of our choosing. What? This is so exciting. Let's come up with a real shitty one. Why would why, you do why, that? Why, why yeah. you want to do that? I think it'd be fun. I'll think of it. You guys but keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just imagining like kale, like kale ice no, cream. No, I know what you're doing. You're doing like it'll be good for them if we make a shitty one. It's because it's the Nathan for you. Season premiere of season one, where he goes to the ice cream place and he says, "Oh, I know how can we can get you publicity. Let's make poop flavored ice cream, and it works." Boom. And this is what Chris Cody's doing. I wasn't gonna go of, with poop, but, but you said shitty. No, no, like yeah, that's, well, that's, that's a good point. That is true. I did say she, shitty. She I meant like nose. a bad, like one that hmm. it was a bad idea. I just think like there's no bad get, ideas. Let's get What's your favorite it? milkshake flavor? Let's go around the room. Cookies Oreo, and cream. Yeah, yeah, Oreo slash Hands cookies down. and cream. Yeah, I think if anything we put together has to have has, has to have Oreos in it. Mm. No, mm. I can't eat Oreos. That's, we'll do something GF. Well, the thing is, nothing you can. GF. I mean, 
Jess. Nothing. What? what I, I don't here? think Mitch over at Mark Lightfield is working GF. Yeah. She's going with my idea. I like it. Let's go with something. Which is what? <laughs> what? Something terrible. <laughs> All, all GF things are awful. That's not true. That's it's not just like true. you like. Have you ever had the peach shake at Chick Fil A? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, but that's that not that thing's Mark so Light. good. I know it's good, but it's not Mark Light. What does Mark Light even mean? It's the stadium. It's the name of the baseball stadium. What about at University peach of Miami? Why is it not Mark Light? What about I don't peach understand. and Oreo. What do you mean? What do you mean? What, what do you mean peach isn't Mark Light? I'm saying Chick Fil A is not Mark Light. I'm saying they're, it's a good gluten free shake. Yeah, but they're working different. Like, yeah, they got a different. This dude works with whole milk. Okay, that's why she's never, God, why. She's never been there before. She doesn't. She doesn't know what. Yeah, she's experienced like. the ambiance. Right. Who plays there? The University of Miami baseball team. Oh, of course. You know that we're quite good at baseball. Actually, we've won four national did championships. Not know that. We're remarkably good at baseball. We. It's, it's actually you uh, and all your baseball teammates. Exactly. Why are you looking at me like that? When's the last time they won a national title? Well, it's been a like long time. So I, was like, I was like, I feel like they That's were the good. Point, we're always in contention. When I was in high school, listen, they were good. <laughs> listen, when uh, the year starts, you expect to go to Omaha at the University exactly. of Miami. That's how it works. Is that what three told you? Yes, that's what three told me. People got to know, man. When I was there. Uh, I, I used to, they actually used to deliver us milkshakes when I was doing the games for WVUM. It was oh, the best, best part of the game. Is gig. that good for the voice? I feel like that's not something Probably good. not. Yeah. You just got a couple... Every once in a while, I do no. things that are awful that for my is voice. Like no, popcorn is generally a thing that's served want, before I games. Want a top five of you doing terrible things for your voice. Um, ice cream has to be one of them, right? Yeah, ice cream. Yeah, ice cream seems is like it'd be one good of them. For the I would Old. chuck in uh, popcorn for sure. I've eaten hmm. popcorn before broadcast. Does it's it get like, stuck in your teeth? Yeah, well, it, get, it sometimes gets lodged in your Back throat. Your it's just oh, and yeah. it's salty. It's just right. Yeah, you have dry mouth. Um, I've had like soda is not a good thing to have. Really? Why? And, Acid? Yeah, it's just it's bubbly. It's gassy. Oh, carbonation. So all of a sudden you're like burping Burp. up on the air. That's like, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's something that's you want to be doing. You're like, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, <laughs> nailed the that sound. That was almost as good as your fake sneeze. What was your fake not sneeze? Not doing it. Can't, I, I need sneeze? to just do things naturally yeah, now that yeah, everyone's true, looking at true. me. This thing. I'll turn around. You are? <laughs> That's pretty good. That, that was, was okay. Tremendous. No, it was really good. It was okay. It was believable. The first one right now, you're the Curb Your Enthusiasm middle. I got a that, middle right now. That was a great episode. It is one of my favorites of the of that season. Was, are you? I feel like you're a decent middler. I feel like all of us you know in here as, right now. The as a matter of fact, middler. I was recently at a family function and I recognized the importance of the middler. The middler at this table was a is a nurse. Yes. And so we talked about COVID the entire time. Oh, and I was like, that's not a good middle I, conversation. I, yeah, exactly. I was like, I kind of oh. wanted to go to my dad. Like, hey, we should we should middle next. Time. I was at the end of a table at the bachelor party I was at a couple weeks ago in the mm -hmm. Keys, and I was just heckling the people in the middle the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, you see, there's not a lot of t there's no connection between this end of the table yeah. and that end, it's and it's all box your fault. To box roll. And they you had just, no idea what I was talking about. You got to do a round table. Yeah. It mm. helps with conversation. That's a good shout. Thank but you. Skipper, if big, you're not. Big, Skipper's a big fan of the round table. Yeah. yeah. I like we it. do a lot of round tables here at Metal Arts. Big Sue is a round table. Yeah, That's yeah. true. So ingredients for a milkshake. What do you think? We have to have Oreos. Okay. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's start with the base. What's the base ice cream? Vanilla? Chocolate? No. It's, I, I mint chocolate chip? We've got to come I up with something interesting. Chocolate. We're not going to come up with a winner here. Right. We're, we're on yeah. two different sides here. Exactly. You guys want Oreo. I want shit. I think we should. We're not even close. I think we need to circle back. I want shit. Audience, <laughs> help us with this. We I'm going to win this poll. We're, Don't we're, put this poll. No, we're we not putting put it, it on the we're poll. Not putting it. Oreo, gluten-free, shit. Shit. We just shitty. I was saying shit. I really didn't want to do we shit. Should, like we, I, should we should make it poop to be specific about what we're talking about. I want about. to test our relationship with Mark Light and us. our pitch to them, and they're Who like, we're not going to have... 
It's the. What do you? Is it a person? It's the name of the field, like Mark Light Stadium. It's named after a person. Oh, that's what, that was my question. Is Mark it's actually, Light a person? It's actually. It's actually. Like it it's, 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 it's Alex Rodriguez Park at Mark Light Field. Yeah. Wait, you is, mean Alex Rodriguez Field at Mark Light Park? A, no, he gave no, a bunch of I, no, Isn't I, the field I, at the park, not the park? No, at the field? it's the park at the field. That's yeah. Weird. The field is the whole thing. The park is just the park. You get me? I agree with Jess. It should be a. It should be a field at a park. But it isn't. Anyway, here's Darth Means, rule of two. I knew it! The playoffs have started in basketball and hockey, and there's really only one way that I can enjoy it. For me, drinking Miller Lite while the action is going on makes the game that much more exciting and that much more delicious. A lot has changed over the years, but one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. So what do you look for in a light beer? Great taste? Or less filling. For me, it's great taste and less filling. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, and only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right at your door, visit MillerLite.com crate, C-R-A-T-E. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Another episode of Darth Amin's Rule of Two. Thank you for continuing to support this. For all the people who like to listen to Mystery Crate to hear this shipping container shoot the breeze. Yeah, I'm sorry we're cutting into your shoot the breeze time, but guess what? There's only a couple episodes left, so just relax, sit back, enjoy the show. Or don't play the beginning and play the end and listen to the Mystery Crate people. And complain on the internet. Oh, you gotta do that. You gotta do that. But for those of you who love Star Wars and are loving these, thank you. I'm getting all the feedback. I appreciate it. Trying to do our best over here to entertain you guys. While you're in the business of wanting to be entertained, particularly by podcasts, Cinephobe. That's the podcast where Zach Harper and I watch movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and try to ascertain whether or not they are accurately poorly rated or maybe you can get a fair shake. That's it of hope. It's produced by Anthony Mays and you get it wherever you get podcasts. Speaking of Anthony Mays, how's my apprentice doing? Hello, Daimyo. And speaking of Cinephobe, your favorite Mystery Crate listener, Stu Gotts. That's right. Going into his own personal record book. For Stallone Month. He's given us the lowdown on all the Stallone movies we've talked about. Check that out. But we've reached the halfway point. I mean, chapter four of seven, The Gathering Storm. They've got some cool names for these episodes. And most importantly, Maze, I think this might be our last flashback episode. No more flashbacks. I'm really hoping he's fully healed. As they said, no more Bacta. Get that Bacta tank the hell out of here. This episode was directed by Kevin Tancharone. He's also directing the next episode. He directed 16 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which starred 
Ming Na Wen. Wow. Look at that. Where, who does she play in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? She's like the co-lead. It's her and Agent Coulson. I've never watched that show, so I don't know. Yeah, that was before Marvel really got their shit together, like on the TV side. But it wasn't even the Netflix shows. It was it was an ABC show. It was an ABC show, yeah. Guest stars and Easter eggs are limited in this episode, but we do get the acting debut of Grammy-winning, world-renowned bassist Thundercat. Yeah. Who plays the modifier. And then the return of Robert Rodriguez as Doc Strassi, the Trandoshan, and Phil Lamar double dipping. He's the Katoonian boss this time. And by the way, there might be one more unconfirmed cameo in this. It's really cool when we get there really quickly on that note, Maze. Thundercat. Never seen him. I never seen what he looked like. So I did not know there's going to be a funny note when we get to that scene. Uh, you know what? Let's just get started. Let's let's jump right into this. We're back in the back, then we're back in a flashback. He's rolling up on Jabba's palace. He sees guards walking around, He's looking through the scope, talks to his banter, says, not today, old girl. Still too many gods. They sit by a campfire. He's eating stuff. I didn't know that bantas were carnivorous, Mace. Did you know that? I bet you they just eat whatever you give them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're too picky. He sees a flare go up and the Mandalorian motif plays. Oh, that music. And so we now know this takes place during the events of the episode five, The Gunslinger, season one of The Mandalorian. Doro Calican. Who ends up getting killed, but also shoots Fennec Shand. And then if you remember, that was the one episode of The Mandalorian where there was a stinger at the end of the episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And we see a mysterious set of feet walk up to Fennec Shan, and that was it. And I remember at the time, I was like, Is it, it's Boba Fett. I'm like, no, Boba Fett's dead, man. Well, here we are, full circle. Boba finds Fennec. It's the same shot from the end of that episode. So he was with the Tuscans for five years. Yes. Well, no, because we don't know how long he was in the... In the Sarlacc. You think he was in the Sarlacc for any serious amount of time? As we find out later, it's like the Beskar wasn't going to dissolve. Kept them alive. He carries her by a banta to what we now know is called a mod parlor. A mod parlor maze. And we see more of those punk ass kids. Even more Power Rangers on Vespas. Millennial, mighty, morphin Power Ranger, young adult, angst-ridden Vespa gang members is what I call them. And I like that they called it a mod parlor because it definitely felt like a tattoo shop. It absolutely felt like a tattoo shop. And all the kids outside had their shit going or whatever. Walk inside, by the way, in the back, there's a woman in an imperial uniform. So there are still imps running around at this time. Am I allowed to say imp? I don't know. Is it <laughs> Sounds like a, a bad word. Thundercat is the modder, the tattooist or whatever. He turns around and says, aren't you a little too old to be in here, boomer? And I said, shut the hell up. And then we get a little montage of him repairing Fennec and we get this music. And I'm like, what the hell is this non-Star Wars music that's playing right now? And now I know it's his music. It's Thundercat's music that they're playing. Slap at the bass, man. This scene is taking far too long. Now knowing it's because it's playing his music, I know why they stretched it out as opposed to a couple quick cuts here. He turns around and I know I'm supposed to know who he is. I'm like, okay, who's this guy? (laughs) Last episode and now this episode. Stop trying to connect with people, man. Star Wars connects. You don't have to like have cool cameos every day for us to kind of buy into this. They definitely shot it like, ooh, he's in this? And I was like like you. I was like, who the hell is this? Aren't you going to close her up and cover up all that beautiful machinery? 
Leave it exposed. Turn the heat up to 78. <laughs> Hot and sweaty. It's funny because obviously cybernetics are not a rare thing in Star Wars. Luke Skywalker has a fake hand, but typically you cover it up. You make it look as natural as possible. But these kids like to show off their tats. Excuse me, their cybernetics. Fennec wakes up. What are you? What is this? He says, I saved your life. Robot abs were the best he could do. She's like, so you want to turn me in alive because it's more? And he's like, yeah. And she said, well, I'll double my bounty. And he says, I don't want money. And I said, no. Tension. No, 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 no. <laughs> that he'd gone too far. But he says, I know who you are. You're Fennec Shand. You're one of the most famous master assassins in all of the mid-rim. If you're thinking, what's the mid-rim? Well, you've probably heard of the outer rim a whole lot. That's where Tatooine and Jakku and, and Octo and all these other planets from the Star Wars movies that are like the remote planets. You know, Jakku is where Rey is from, and the joke is in the middle of nowhere. That's an outer rim planet. Tatooine is an outer rim planet. Dagobah is an outer rim planet. The mid-rim is kind of like closer to the center of the, the galaxy is basically the core systems. That's where you get Alderaan. That's where you get Coruscant, Corellia. Like, those are the core systems. That's like where major industry and stuff think about like the american northeast that's where new york is and philadelphia and boston and all like the core stuff and then as you get further out it's like the suburbs is the mid-rim so that'll be planets like naboo Jeddah, rogue one where the temple got destroyed in the first death star test uh naboo obviously that's the home planet of princess amidala who is the mother of luke skywalker and the wife of Anakin Skywalker, Maz Kanata's castle, The Force Awakens, that's a mid-rim planet. So basically think about it as the suburbs, the outer rim is the boonies, the core rim is like downtown or whatever. Boba explains he was left for dead, joined the sand people, and then explains they got murdered. And Fennec says it's highly unlikely that speed bikers defeated the Tuscans. Now, is there anything to be made of this? Did the Pikes do it and pretend it was the Neatos? Does it matter because they just move on from it? Is there anything there, I mean? I didn't find any Easter eggs of that note, no, but that is definitely a great theory. We talked about this. These guys are supposed to be badasses. Everyone's afraid of them. The fact that they got slaughtered so easily, it, something doesn't hold up. But I, I do think there are some other kind of villains who are yet to been revealed yet we talked about crimson dawn there's some more names i'm going to bring up towards the end of this boba goes into a lot of exposition about the events of the first few episodes he doesn't want money wants their help to recover his ship from Jabba's palace he calls it a fire spray gunship instead of slave one are we taking the master out of the master bedroom on this one i mean we are not the fire spray is the class of ship it's basically like oh i want you to help me go get my honda back that's what he's saying. The ship is named Slave One, but I think they are going to avoid calling it as such mm. without like retconning and changing the name altogether. It's one of those things where like everyone knows whose ship that is. We don't need to say the name. Fennec says, why don't you just ask for it back? And he says, I don't have my armor. and Without my armor, I'm less persuasive. Has his ship just been sitting there? The entire time? And parked <laughs> it in the garage, Mace. Has anyone else flown it is it just too complicated for anybody to do it because it's not like starships have keys well i don't know why wouldn't they strip it down and sell the parts i don't know 
it is a very famous ship. I mean, that was Django Fett. That's his father's ship. So it was like really well known throughout the galaxy. So it is curious that like nobody was like, well, we just have one of these in the garage. Don't ask. So Fennec sends a drone droid to see how many guards are in there exactly. And Maze, this is a very advanced version of the drone that Darth Maul used to spy on Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan all the way back in Phantom Menace. Yeah, a little tiny probe droid. It's nice to know. Again, one of my favorite things in Star Wars is when you see updated and upgraded versions of things we saw a long time ago. So shout out to that. They come back and we find out there's a shit ton of guards. I mean, there are like a zillion guards in there. It does a really dope holographic rendering of the palace with all the guards in it. Yeah. Boba says goodbye to the Bantha, licks him. He'll either get ship or die trying. <laughs> Nicely done. He's a big animal lover, this Boba. You notice that? Like, they, they make pains to say, show the, how much he likes these animals. He says, go, find other Bantas. Make baby Bantas. And I said, tension. <laughs> Boba wants to head a gotra. Which comes from the Hindu word for lineage or clan. I'm tired of working for idiots who are going to get me killed. He just wants to be his own boss. It's very relatable, I mean. Absolutely. Don't we all? They sneak into the palace through like a an exhaust grate that Fennec cuts with some sort of laser thing. And Maze, the sound of her cutting bars is literally they just lifted the sound from Anakin killing Count Dooku. <laughs> I did not know this. I, I found this out from my research, but when I did the side-by-side, unbelievable. So that was a very cool Easter egg there. They walk inside, and we get a, the droid kitchen. And we're cooking in there, and we got this droid EV-99. You might remember him from Return of the Jedi, where he was the one who was assigning jobs to C-3PO and R2-D2. It made R2-D2 a waiter on the barge. It's a chef droid and a sous chef droid. The chef starts spinning his knives around like General Grievous. Here's one more thing about EV-99. So we saw EV-99 in The Mandalorian in the scene where he comes to the cantina and most Eisley, the bartender, is an EV-99. Do you know who voiced that droid in that episode? And that's what I'm asking. Maybe it could be this same thing here, Maze. I do not. It was Mark Hamill. Mm. Apparently, Mark Hamill has done a shit ton of voice work for Star Wars. Just uncredited. It's all uncredited. And you just kind of have to know, oh, yeah, he was that guy or he was that droid. Obviously, Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker, is a very accomplished voice actor. Some might say more accomplished in that field than he was in just regular acting, given that his regular acting resume is just Star Wars. The droid chef does the General Grievous, if you remember this from episode three, where Obi-Wan is about to fight Grievous, and Grievous pulls out the lightsabers of all the slain Jedi that he's killed, Mm -hmm. and starts spinning them around, and basically we get some hijinks here with droids. Yeah, there's a little droid that comes in, they chase it around and make a bunch of noise. When they catch it, it powers itself down. They get to the ship. They beat up guards. Alarm sounds. More guards come. The same Gamorians that will work for them later show up. They knock them out. Boba checks on the ship while Fennec fends off all of Does all the work. <laughs> yep. Boba gets the ship off the ground with absolutely no plan. Yep. He's scraping the walls and the ceiling. He's scraping the shit out of the, the ship, man. Fennec eventually takes care of it, shoots the weight, gets the gate open. 
looking very smug as the door goes up. And they escape. Fennec says, what's your plan? And he tells her, yeah, he asks her, what, what does she want to do? Where does she want to get dropped off? And she says, I'll go for the ride. Shout out to a nice little buddy cop moment there between them. Boba pulls up on the Niktos. This was so funny. <laughs> this is the funniest part of that. Just so. annihilates them. <laughs> He's got a few scores to settle. How about he does it immediately? <laughs> there they are. We're not going to make this into any sort of long, elongated war or whatever. I'm just going to, which is funny. Like, I always think about that. Why don't people just ride around in ships and just take people out? As opposed to this whole, like, hand-to-hand combat that people are doing. Next up goes to the Sarlacc pit. Look for the armor. Thinks his armor's inside because he doesn't remember because he was so toe up. When he came out, I saw like he does not remember that the Jawas stole it off him. So he tries to go in there. The Sarlacc wakes up. I'm like, how is this a plan? It was a terrible plan. Terrible plan. It was just cool, I guess, to see the light shine in it. Yeah. Then there's this inner mouth, which looks like a snapping turtle, and it's got multiple tentacles, which latch onto the ship. Fennec, once again, takes care of business for him, hits a switch, seismic charge. Oh, the coolest line. Fire in the hole. <laughs> seismic charge was used in episode two, Attack of the Clones, when Obi-Wan is tailing Jango Fett. Jango Fett drops a seismic charge to kind of get Obi-Wan off his tail. Same thing in Mandalorian season two. We saw Boba use it, mm-hmm. and now we use it here the coolest sound in all of star wars to me because they drop it to complete silence mm-hmm. and then you get that next time don't touch my buttons banter as we like to do on cinephone banta banta so he goes out there he like gets a rope and goes inside there there's all sides of stomach acid go spelunking it's disgusting and she's like it's probably dissolved and that's when he says it's best car so probably not and she tells him, you need to find a Bacta tank. Wow, I wonder if we'll find that, Amin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start a house. I need brains and muscles. She says, I'm an independent contractor. I value <laughs> my freedom. Yeah, this is where we get his entire concluded arc that we were talking about in episode one, where it's like, how is Boba going to change? It's just the time with the same people. But also... The frustrations with working a dead-end job. I mean, how many times have you been hired to do a job that was avoidable? If only they took the time to think how much money could have been made. How many lives could have been saved? Star Wars is ultimately a story of middle management. Rogue One is all about like people who hate their bosses. <laughs> Everybody, everyone just like, Jesus Christ, this asshole. Like, Still in my idea. Death Star is my idea. Krennic is incredible in that yeah. frustrated man role. I'm tired of our kind dying because of the idiocy of others. We're smarter than them. It's time we took our shot. Living with the Tuscans has made you soft. You soft, yeah. And I was like, thank you. Finally, someone says this shit. He says, no, it's made me strong. As usual, Fennec speaking nothing but truth the entire time. You can only get so far without the tribe. Then we get some shots of the post credit scene where he kills Bib Fortuna and sits on the throne. That lets us know that we are caught up. That and also him awaking, getting out of the back to tank and the robot expositioning. You're fully healed. Don't need this old thing anymore. What about the scars on the inside? Those take longer. The scars that make you beautiful. The scars make you beautiful. Oh. No, you don't know this? Nope. All right. 
Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on, the mayor's major domo is singing like a yuzum. Fennec mm. references yuzum, who's the singer from the Max Rebo band in the Return of the Jedi Special Edition. Joe Yowza. That guy in the Return of the Jedi Special Edition. That's Yuzum. And so she says, this dude is singing like Yuzum, but there's no sign of the mayor. And so Bubba's like, we got to go out and get this. And she says, why not lay back? And he says, Pala hates a vacuum. It's not quite chaos as a ladder, but I'll take it. Meanwhile, cut to Garza flips. Chrysanthemum's there. He's getting <laughs> drunk and he's getting pissed off watching <laughs> these Trandoshans gamble. Maze, do you know why he's pissed off at the Trandoshans? Trandoshans and Wookiees don't get along, man. Do not get along. We talked earlier about Chrysanthemum, how he was a gladiator. He was enslaved and then he got his freedom. Trandoshans enslave Wookiees. So there is a very, very tense relationship between the two. Also, we talked about Chrysanthemum's scar over his eye. Bosk is the one who gave him that scar. And Bosk is a Trandoshan. Mm. Your boy Chrysanthemum's there and he's just pissed. He's like, enough of this shit. Not only does Black Chrysanthemum hate Trandoshans, he also hates fun. Yes. These guys are just having a good time. They're not hurting anybody. But they piss him off, so he wrecks him. Finally get this last one, and he's about to dismember him. And Garza Whip comes in. She tries to talk him down. Tries to soothe him with some exposition about his own life. Black Widow and Hulk kind of thing, right? Like, the sun's going down low, big guy. Hey, big guy. You're a champion. Everyone knows you. You're one of the most fiercest people. You don't need to do this. You're above this. You're better than that. Above such pettiness. I'll settle your bar tab if you stop. He thinks about it. And then he does it anyway because he's an asshole. One, two. What he does is he rips the guy's arm out to his socket, which is a callback to A New Hope when Han Solo tells 3PO that, hey, Wookiees are known to do that. Pull your arms out your sockets. Maze, how about this? Did you know that Trandoshans like lizards? Their shit grows back. Mm. Don't weep too much for that Trandoshan. He'll be fine. Also, there is a deleted scene from The Force Awakens where Chewbacca does this to Unkar Plut. Unkar Plut was the guy that was Ray's kind of boss on Jakku. She would sell the parts to, and he'd say, one credit, you know, and she's like, come on, I need more, whatever. So Chewbacca shows up, rips the dude's arm off, and then beats him with it. It's a good Wookiee move. I like it. Boba comes in, and he comes in with his one-liner banter. It was worth a shot, and then offers to hire Chrysanthemum. So they extended this plot line unnecessarily by one episode so we get this random Trandoshan beatdown scene. Cool. Got it. Big meetings happening. All the bosses are there. All the three families of Mars Espa, the Aqualish, the Trandoshan, and the Clatonian. Did you see where they're having this meeting, Maze? We find out pretty quick when the Clatoonian asks, what's preventing them from killing Boba and taking what they want? We find out they're literally having it in the throne room right above the Rancor Pit's grill. Boba basically says, look, here's the deal. The pikes are coming. They're massing troops. We need to make sure that they don't mess around here. The Aqualish says we make many credits from the sale of spice in the territories. Why mess this up? Boba tries to tell them, look, bad things are about to happen. Rancor growls. Everyone gets scared. So then 
Boba says, what do you say? And they said they don't want to do this. Okay, well, at the very least, when I fight them by myself. Vanquish the interlopers. Make the streets safe and make us a whole lot of money. All I ask from you guys is just to not get involved. Stay neutral. And I said, Boba, this is some soft ass shit, man. Tuscan's made him soft. Fennec's right. You know they're going to fight. So he watches them leave the palace. Him and Fennec are on the balcony and they're talking. And he said, look, they're probably going to sell us out. So we're going to need an army. She asked if he has credits. He's like, I have a bunch of credits. But short on muscle. Credits can buy you muscle if you know where to look. In the most heavy-handed Easter egg ever, we get the Mandalorian music playing. And I'm like, come on, guys. End episode. Yep. So, Mando's coming. Mando is coming. That is guaranteed. But we also know that there are going to be other people, right? So is Boba going to put together this team? This son of a bitch, I'm in. You know, he's going to put a heist together. One last job. Defeat the Pikes. The Expendables. But there has been speculation, Maze, going back to when you said, do you really think a biker gang could have killed those Tuscans? They didn't act alone. And so there's a lot of speculation that we're going to get cameos from a couple other old friends. Namely, Bosk is one of them. Mm. There's a feeling that Bosk will be there and he will be employed by the Pikes. And then also, and this is the big one, and I think, because every season of these things, they always give us something. We're like, whoa, Mm -hmm. man, I think we're getting Cad Bane. The live action debut of Cad Bane. And episode six, I mean, is written by none other than our Lord and Savior, Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. Here it is. If there were a Cad Bane episode, it would certainly be that one. Yes. So that's what my sights are set on. That episode six, that should be a banger. We finally wrapped up Dances with Tuscans, which overall I enjoyed. I didn't enjoy how it was distributed, but I thought that origin story was good. And Boba Arabia. The clear and present danger has really been dragging its feet. It's all been set up. But now, hopefully with no flashbacks and everything in place, these next three episodes should be legit. That's my hope. Me too. I think that episode five is also going to be frustrating. Look, I won't lie. I read a lot of the reviews before watching the episode, not the spoiler ones, but just kind of what people were saying. And everybody was like, oh, it's such a badass episode. Oh, it's back. Oh, and I was disappointed, man. We're spending a lot of time on things that I don't really care about. Like, I get it. Fennec Shan got modded. Cool. I don't need like a 40 minute montage that's lovingly shot. Just get her fixed and get us up out of there. The stuff with the droids in the kitchen, unnecessary. So much droid stuff in this show. Almost like Sylvester Stallone was involved in this. He loves his robots, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, maybe that's the secret. He loves his robots. Stallone month on Cinephobe, by the way. Make sure you catch that. Robot month on Cinephobe. Make sure you catch that as well. So, Maze, we've got three episodes left? Yep. So, five, six, and seven. We know six is written by Filoni. What do you got as far as hopes of where this goes? Unlike you, my expectations are low. They're just low. After the first episode or two, I don't have a whole lot of optimism for what they're going to do. It'd be cool to see some familiar faces get brought in as mercenaries. It'll be cool to see this war. I guess it'll be cool when they have the twist and reveal that it's Crimson Dawn and Kira's involved and then it'll be over. So I'm not really tripping about it. 
I'm enjoying the fact that Ming-Na Wen and Tamura Morrison get to carry a show. I think she's fantastic in particular. I think her character is hilarious. And the rest of it is just really weirdly paced and weirdly divided from episode to episode. This is what I believe. And it supports what I believed now that I think about it back when they said there's going to be a Book of Boba Fett series. Is there enough content? Again, we've talked about this before on this podcast. I am not enamored by Boba Fett the way that many people are. He's all right. I'm not I'm not saying I don't think he's corny or whatever, but I just I've never known the source of this, particularly given how little he was on screen in the in the movies. Why why are people so obsessed with this guy? So when they said they're gonna give him a series, I was like, is there enough? Like, why do I care? What's he gonna do? And sure enough, I think what's happening is I'm looking at it and it's like every episode has like something cool, something where someone is introduced and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But there's a lot of filler in these episodes. So my theory here, Maze, is that it is going to be a banger down the stretch. Jam-packed because we're cutting out all the filler. We're getting right to it. And we're going to be introduced to who the real villains are because I think you and I both agree on this one. It's not the Pikes. The Pikes are pawns, right? Just like the biker gang might have been pawns. (laughs) Yep. They're keeping something very close to the vest here. And there's been a lot of Mr. X. But I can't help but think that everything that's happened in the present day timeline could have been done in one episode. Yes. Or two. We said this, right? Like you could have started and then had like a couple of flashback episodes and then get us up to speed right away. The flashbacks were more substantive. That could have been a couple episodes. I like what they did with the arcs and stuff. But the present day, it's like, all right, he just sat down with all of the families. Last episode, we just learned who all the families were. Right. And he just keeps walking back and forth from Garza Flips to the mayor's office. And it's been a lot of walking around and not a lot of action. But so they have a lot to make up for. Man about town, that Boba Fett. Maze, given that we've only got a couple more of these left, I think we better get on this guest line thing hard. I, I th- I've got a couple of names in mind. And I think people will really enjoy kind of the outside the box nature of at least one of these guests. So this is me basically putting it on wax so that I get off my ass to do this. We will have a guest on next week's episode. There it is. Thank you, Anthony Mays, my apprentice, my major domo. Thank you to the listeners. Remember, you can catch me and Mays doing shenanigans over at Cinephobe. It is Stallone Month, and yes, we do have a special edition episode with Stugatz, where he breaks down all the Stallone movies that we did, Over the Top, Rocky Four, and, of course, Cobra. Thank you, Maze. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, everybody. Remember, fire in the hole. I'll turn your mic on. You have to talk like close to the mic. Hi.
Also, they have gluten-free um, Oreos. Oh, wow. Where do you come off with no gluten-free Oreos? Well, when? I feel like that's just such a, like, I don't know. It's high maintenance to ask for gluten-free Oreos when you could just do something that doesn't have cookies in it. Yeah. Yeah, but everything has gluten almost. No, that's not true. Yes. Otherwise, how do I eat then? Are like, we going to go down this rabbit hole again? I know. So we've vanilla. done this so many times. <laughs> right, what, so the, the, the just gluten, the, us the, the doing the whole free. gluten thing, and gluten she's like, it's not vanilla. that bad. And we're like, Cody, I don't terrible. sound like that. No, I'm Oof, yikes. Wow. What a bad one. Okay, so gluten-free vanilla, ice cream. Well, vanilla ice cream's already we'll just gluten make everything free. gluten-free. We'll okay. Just make everything gluten-free. What are you writing stuff down? People also, the audience yells at me every time I mention the word gluten. Yeah. Which I don't understand why. Mm. Like it's did my it, own it, my own personal choice, and, oh. and like it doesn't impact anyone who listens to the show. But people get very upset by it. Well, it's not mm. even a choice, is it? It's like no. I mean, it is a choice. I could eat it and just feel like shit every day. Mm. I mean, have you tried that? Yes, in college. <laughs> How'd you feel when about I it? Decided I've slept till like two every day because I was so tired. Mm. That wouldn't work so for the bad. show. I love to sleep till two. It's true because we start at what eight? The early. Can't sleep past like. Seven, what if you eat seven? gluten after Even on the weekends? The show? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't yeah. work. Four year old doesn't help, but hmm. I get up so early on Chris, Saturdays okay? and Sundays now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I feel like t Tony went into therapist mode there, so I was yeah, like, maybe true. maybe I should kind of Billy's not here right now though. So yeah, yeah usually that. that's me and Billy having a side conversation. Which yeah. I texted him. I said, Hey, we're building a milkshake and I need you. <laughs> Never replied. Wow. <laughs> if you're not responding to that, he's not <laughs> I mean, he's right. Yeah. Do you guys get up early now on Saturday and Sunday? You can't sleep. I wake anymore? up early yeah. every single day of my life. Yeah, same. Hmm. Body clocks, am I right? Right, yeah. Priya. By during choice. the uh, during the pandemic, <laughs> wait, Priya, what? I shared an apartment with her for a while. Ah, oh. who are you? I'm Priya. Oh, hi, Priya. Touche. Welcome to Mystery Crate. Um, I could sleep till one in the afternoon. <laughs> no one woke me up. Even without gluten, you can be gluten free and still sleep. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> are you gluten free? No. Oh okay. Just making sure. Yeah. It's Way more difficult than Jessica tries to pretend it. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Can't eat anything. Yeah, that's not thank true. You. Wow. Thank you, Priya. That, that, Even vegetables. Jessica's best friend Priya agrees with us. We're gonna get to go that on, wedding speech don't, in a second. Don't soon. look at her. Just look at Witty. Let her speak without your judgment looming over her. Go ahead. Well, her, no, her her judgment's gonna be aimed at me instead. My judgment's always looming over her. That's true. <laughs> um, you just can only eat, like fruits and vegetables, which yeah. is a good thing. You're very healthy. Mm. Thank you. But like, you can't have fun stuff. Oof. What? Yeah, you can't eat fun stuff. That's true. How many, ta celery how many tacos milkshake. did we eat Let's on Sunday night? Let's do a celery night? milkshake. You in? Gross. No. <laughs> <laughs> celery milkshake? <laughs> that would be shitty. See, that's what that's I'm talking so about. Shitty. We could do G-free and shitty all in one. Let's go. Can we put Throw some Oreos in, in there. Yeah, celery and, Oreo. celery yeah. and Oreos. <laughs> celery and gluten-free Oreos. Let's test this relationship with Mark Light. Let's Audi. pitch this to them, and then they're like, you dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That was my... Uh, yeah, that was yeah. Ah, don't worry about it. It was good though, Chris. Fist me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of Mystery Crate. Make sure to check out all of blah, 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 blah. Good night, everyone. The playoffs have started in basketball and hockey, and there's really only one way that I can enjoy it. For me, drinking Miller Lite while the action is going on makes the game that much more exciting and that much more delicious. A lot has changed over the years, but one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. So what do you look for in a light beer? Great taste or less filling? For me, it's great taste and less filling. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, and only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need 
and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right at your door, visit MillerLite.com crate, C-R-A-T-E. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer.